Hi guys, welcome to my podcast, Everyday Dialogue with Fabian Morgan. Um, on this podcast, we're going to be talking about loads of different stuff, just everyday conversations we have with friends, with family, um, some of our thoughts, whether it's about relationships, love, money, career, regrets, decisions, good decisions, bad decisions, you name it, we'll talk about it. On this podcast, I'll be talking about some of our personal experiences, my perception and my perspective on many different things. And also I'll be having some guest speakers come on as well to speak with me. Some of them will be friends. Some of them will be people I've admired and they'll be talking about their everyday experience. So this podcast is for us everyday people that's out there living our life and just trying to survive each and every day. So welcome. Okay, guys, welcome back to my podcast. Um, On this episode, the topic today is called love letter to grandma and um the reason i wanted to do this topic because my grandmother meant so much to me and um she's such an inspiration and i wanted to kind of share that with the world and i've invited an extra special guest to join me today on this episode one of my very very good friends lucia welcome lucia thank you for being here thank you for having me fabian thank you no problem no problem so one of the reasons why i decided to invite lucia on to um do this podcast with me because just like myself she also had a really really good and close relationship with her grandmother and funny enough our grandmothers actually passed away about a year apart and the death really impacted the both of us and i would find that over the years when me and Lucia have conversations, we'd constantly talk about our grandparents and would share some great memories we had with our grandmothers. So I just thought she's the great, she's the best person to join me in this discussion talking about um, our grandmothers. So we're going to get straight into it. So I wanted to ask you, Lucia, if you had to describe your grandmother to the world, how would you describe her in terms of her character? What type of person was she? Ooh, um, well, I had the honor of having one of the most phenomenal, Mm. uh, strong, one of the strongest, um, and funny, let's not forget funny, because you've shown me some videos, your grandmother's hilarious strongest black woman I know. Um, She was a matriarch of our family. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her honesty was one like no other. Uh, She would tell you, would tell it as those who got the pleasure of knowing her like it is. Mm. Uh, She was that voice of reason, that go-to when um, you needed a lending ear. Mm-hmm. She would listen, and she would also be that lending in when you needed a, quite a telling off. <laughs> um, but it was a place of, from a place of realness, mm-hmm. from the heart. Um, also, the thing I want to share about my grandmother is she had a heart of gold, and she helped everybody. Yes. Very nature. And her one priority in her life was looking out for her family. Mm. Um, And she was a a hustler. Um, She taught me how to work for what I want. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and being able to enjoy the finer things in life. And when you work hard, you can play harder. Yes. I agree. Definitely. I can definitely relate to you on on those things, Lucia, because even with my grandmother as well, I would say a lot of the stuff that you described with your grandmother is the same as mine. She was very loving. She was very caring. She did have a family first mentality. She looked out for everyone. She was the go to person. Um, She was bubbly. In Jamaica, we say feisty. My grandmother was feisty as hell. She told you as it is. She 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 don't care. And then if you say grandma, she'd be like, I said it already. (laughs) That was kind of like her attitude. But I love the fact that she was always honest with us. It doesn't matter whether it was going to hurt our feelings. I mean, sometimes she could have said it a lot nicer because they can be savage. Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) 
they can yeah. be savage but she really yeah. told it as it is but my grandmother was loving and a lot of us um younger generation like my generation and my mom's generation that moved abroad and left Jamaica my grandmother played a pivotal role in a lot of us migrating so for example when my mom moved to the UK my grandmother raised us for a few years until we moved here what even before my mom moved to the UK because before my mom lived here she lived in the Cayman Islands then she moved to New York for a few years and then from New York, she came here. So during that period, my grandmother raised me and my brothers. And I've got family members that are in the States that when they moved to the States to sort themselves out before they brought their kids, my grandmother raised their kids. So most of my cousins in New York, they all, we all lived in my grandmother's house. So my grandmother really played that pivotal role as well. She definitely was also the matriarch. So I can definitely um, agree with you on that. Um, what was your relationship like with your grandmother, like your personal relationship with her? Well, um, I was the first grandchild. Oh, wow. Uh, so it was a definitely a special relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, um, she was more like a mother than my grandmother. I mean, just putting it out there. My mom had me at a young age, so my mom was a teenage mom, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So, and so mom, grandmother, side by side with my mom was the hands-on to show my mom, you know, what it is to be a mother, um, and you know, just that support system always there. Um, yeah, everybody knows in my family; it's no secret that. Um, you know, we usually don't say have favorites, but, you know, I could say it now. I was and is the favorite, <laughs> you know, yeah. of, of them all. I mean, and it's it's something we laugh and joke about. But, you know, I was out. Me and my grandmother definitely had a special uh, bond. Um, it's just hard to it's not really hard to explain. I just think we just got each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we we we. We just, yeah, we just kind of clicked and we just understood each other, you know. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, I think that kind of more molded as I got older and becoming, you know, um, a woman of my own, you know. Yeah. When I used to be, you know, young Chi, I didn't understand how, why, you know, she was so hard on me, you know. But now as a woman, the woman that I am today, I can appreciate, you know, why she was the way she was to me. Because mm -hmm. the woman I am today, she has a lot to do with that jointly with my mom, you know, with her instilling those morals and values in, in, into me. Um, you know, uh, I was one of the ones who, you know, was from 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 our family background where I was the first non teen mother, you know. Wow. Just there that, mm -hmm. you know, when my mother when my grandmother had my mother, she was a teen mom. Mm -hmm. When that had me, she was a teen mom. And that was something that was it was paramount to my grandmother to ensure that that same, you know, I guess you want to say generational curse was stopped. That cycle. When, when I came into the world and she did everything possible, you know, she, she, she made sure she said one thing I will always remember is, you know, you know, I'm from the States and she said, you're going to finish high school with no children. That was something that was very, very, a serious thing for her, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. which be on top of me. You're going to finish high school. You're going to be the first woman to finish high school, you know, as a non-teen mom. And it happened. I did finish high school and, you know, I didn't have any children. To be fair, I didn't have my daughter till my late 20s, you know. And it's, it, I, I'm sure it has a lot to do with, you know, as I said, those those positive values that my grandmother installed into me, you know, to, to, um, work hard, you know, take my education serious, you know, um, 
and 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 it'll be time for when I sit down and settle to have my own family, the time will come, you know? And it was also a pleasure too, as my, I was, I'm lucky enough where my daughter, which is fourth generation, had the pleasure of getting to know my grandmother up until, you know, I had my grandmother in, I'm 40 years old. I had my grandmother in my life for what, 38 years, you know, mm. it's coming up to soon where it's going to be two years of her passing. So she, I had the pleasure of having her in my daughter's life, which would be, um, and that was a good thing because it's rare that you get to see four generations um, yeah. in these times. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to, my daughter to be able to experience her Gigi, which they call Gigi, which is their great-grandmother, you know? So, um, yeah. That's good. That's good. I had a great relationship with my grandmother as well. I think those early years of her raising me really, really helped in me and her building that relationship. I think the only, one of the things that do make me sad, though, is I didn't really see her much once I left Jamaica because I left Jamaica when I was nine years old. And she, I remember she brought me and my brother to the airport, put us on the plane. And my grandmother's like, I'm going to see you guys soon. And soon was nine years later. So imagine I left Jamaica when I was nine and I didn't see my nan again until I was 18. And then after that, I only saw her three more times before she died. And I'll never forget when um, it was 2017 at that time, I was like four years, four going on five years in sales. And for those years, I was just working, working, working. So I didn't really travel much unless it was for work. And then one day I was at my mom's house and I sat down and something literally just dropped in my, dropped in my mind and in my spirit literally that just said, you need to go see your grandmother. She's not going to live long. And I remember in my mom's house, I booked my flight there and then to go to Jamaica the following week because I was self-employed so I could get up and go whenever I wanted to. And I just went to Jamaica for two weeks, didn't tell I was coming, surprised her. And I literally spent those two weeks with her. And when she died, I said to myself, I'm so glad I did that. Because yeah, yeah. if I didn't do that, it would have been seven years before um, I wouldn't have seen her and then she would have passed. So I'm so glad I went, spent time with her. I learned, I asked her loads of questions about her youth and her relationship. Because my grandmother has seven kids and they're all two years apart. So I used to say to her, well, how come you had all your kids so close? She was like, it was the makeup sex. <laughs> Every time she and my granddad fell out. So yes, it was it was quite funny. Um, tell me a funny moment that you shared with your grandma. Has there been anything specific that you think to yourself when you think back on it? You're like, you know, what, my grandmother's so funny. Tell me a, a really funny moment. Oh, I mean, I think the most funny moment, if anybody knows, my grandmother is that woman cussed like a sailor. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she. But it was it was a, a, a funny way cussed like a sailor. Like I said, she, there was so many where. They'll tell you like it is, you know. Um, I mean, I have so many. Some of them are very vulgar, so I'll keep it a bit censored. You can know? say it on this platform. There's no restriction on this platform. You can say whatever you want. I swear all the time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> kind of funny because, you know, me and my sister, my youngest sister, we kind of laugh about it when we now reminisce of some of the stories Um, um you know, and when my sister's in a relationship, she would tell my sister, you ain't got no money. What you mean you ain't got no money? You know, you just came from seeing a dude and you ain't got no money. And her kind of saying was, well, a wet, you know, vagina and empty pockets don't, <laughs> don't, don't match. So she's like, what are you doing? You know, it was like one of those type of moments. Mm -hmm real you know it was it was it was real 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 stuff that you know i mean even you know it's funny because i just recently went back home since my grandmother's passing um about two weeks ago now you know and i think that was probably one of the hardest things i had to do for me you know i mean for me I, due to the pandemic and covid and other commitments I was unable to make my grandmother's uh, going away, you know, um, home homecoming and funeral. And that to me was like, uh, I don't even know how to explain the feeling that I felt, you know. Um, I feel like I had done everything possible, but um, I was unable to make it for whatever reason, you know. 
my husband and my daughter had caught COVID at that time. Um, then you had the Washington DC uh, when the White House was attacked, you know, and it was just one thing after another, after another. And unfortunately I was unable to make it. And I had to, you know, watch the service online which wasn't the same, you know, it wasn't the same. And I felt for me as an individual who was so, who played a special role, I wanted to kind of physically be there, you know, to have to see my grandmother on a, on a, a Zoom screen, you know, it was that reality that, wow, you know, she's not here, but it still didn't set in, if I'd be quite honest with you, it didn't. Um, I think with, as time passed, you know, sometimes when you, you reminisce and, you know, as you said, when you want that, she's that, for me, she's always been that voice of reason, you know, she's always been my go-to, you know, being able to, being able now to adjust to not having your right hand is very, very difficult, you know. Um, there's times when I want to call her just about little, you know, simple things it could be something about work somebody got on my nerves she's the only one at the time that could talk me down you know and school me because she's been there she's done that you know she worked for nearly many 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 years so she knows what it is to be in the workforce and you know the trials and tribulations of what you have to deal with etc so um yeah, just being, just having to adjust to, you know, sometimes when I say, dang, I want to call her and just knowing that she's not at that receiving end, you know, I have maybe one or two actual live videos of her, maybe more towards her last days. And sometimes I play those just to hear her voice, you know, just to um, hear her voice. But I can tell you one thing's for certain, you know, um, I wouldn't call myself religious, but I'm definitely spiritual. I do believe there's a higher power and a higher being. And I feel her spirit with me at times, mm -hmm. you know. And so I know that for me, she's always there. She's in me, you know. So she's she may not be here in the physical, but she's always with me in spirit. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely powerful. I hear you. Um one of the funniest moments I can remember with my grandmother was when I went to Jamaica for that two weeks. And one of the days she had this, um, my mom had bought her like a special chair cause she was disabled at the time cause she had a stroke. So she couldn't walk without a Zimmer frame. And my mom bought her a special chair for her to relax in. But she was sitting on a normal chair out on the veranda at the front. And I was in the bedroom having a nap cause it was like a really hot day. And I literally woke up hearing my grandmother shouting, calling my name. And I ran out and she was on the floor. She dozed off on the normal chair and fell over because she wasn't in her so or the comfortable sofa that my mom made and um, bought for her, which is the one where even if she fell asleep, she wouldn't be able to fall out of. So she fell off the little chair and I'm trying to help pick her up. And she had a bruise on her forehead because she hit her head and I was freaking out. And I was like, no, I'm taking you to the hospital. Because she was like, I'm okay. I'm like, no, I'm taking you to the to the doctors just to get checked, just to get... She, she turned around and said to me, you can't take me to the hospital. Don't you know so-and-so owes me money and he's coming to pay me back? I said, what the hell? <laughs> I said, you just had a near-death experience and you're worried about the $500 that, got, that that motherfucker across the street owes you. I'm like, you're a mess. And then what made me laugh as well... My aunt, that's in because my grandmother um had an off license shop connected to the house that we that my mom had, my mom had paid to be built. So she was she sell like crisps and biscuits and you know like a off license shop, cigarettes, all that stuff. So she and my aunt had an argument the day before, so they weren't talking. So when my when I was taking my grandmother to the hospital and I called the taxi guy to come pick us up, my grandmother locked up the shop because she didn't want my aunt to sit and sell outside her shop. So we get into the taxi and we ask the guy, how long do you think the appointment... No, I called the hospital and I'm like, how long do you think the hospital appointment's going to be? The hospital's like, based on how busy it is, you're probably going to be here the whole day. My grandma took the keys out of her bruise and went, give the bitch this fucking shop key. <laughs> She's like, I ain't shutting out my business for a whole day. <laughs> and it was funny because like she ain't talking to my aunt, but she's like, give this bitch this key. <laughs> and she threw the key on the floor. <laughs> 
She was so funny. I'm literally like, you're literally had a near-death experience and you're worried about the $500 that little kid across the road owes you. Like, she was a mess. But I loved her. I absolutely love my grandma. She's so sweet. Um, it's special to us. Mm, yeah. Mm. If, you, if anyone is lucky enough to have their grandmother in their life and have a relationship with their grandmother or a moment, it's a special moment that you should forever cherish. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What would you say is the best advice you ever received from your grandmother? Hmm. Wow. Um, there's so many. Um, work for, work for what you want. You know, I think that was one of the, um, I, you know, it's, it was a lesson too. She gave me a lesson in life and I, this is a memory I will forever cherish. I'll never forget. This is like a childhood memory to me. I remember um, at the time, this is around the time when cell phones were coming out. Um, at the time, it was, I think, the Nokia's phones at the time. And I said, so, oh, Grandma, I want a cell phone. I want a cell phone, you know. She said, you want a cell phone? Can you pay a cell phone bill? Do you know there's a bill that you have to pay when you get a cell phone? How are you going to pay the bill? You know? Me, unbeknown to me, I'm young. I'm a teenager. I don't know. I just want a phone. You know, she said, but I can get you a cell phone, but how are you going to keep the bill going? You need a job for that. And it was that very moment that I remember back. She pushed, I went and got a job, you know, she didn't buy me the cell phone to be fair, not because she couldn't afford to, but she was trying to show me a lesson. And I remember getting my first job and, um, I remember getting my first paycheck and being able to buy that cell phone. And she said, how it feel? You see that? You see that feeling you feeling right now? Mm. Don't. Mm-hmm. You want having that feeling? Keep working for what you want. So for me, that's the best advice. And I guess for me, that's why I've always been that hard worker, you know, to, to work for what I want. I've always been that individual who had, who, just had a hustler's mentality to work for what I want. I've always been that um, person who, if I like the finer things in life, I'm going to provide it for myself and not wait respectfully for a man to do it for me. I'm going to do it for myself, you know. Um, and and it, it's a good quality to have, you know, um, as just having that hustle and that, 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 um, mind frame and just to look out for others, you know, when you get it, you look out for, for, for your people, you look out for others, um, because it'll come back to you, you know, when you, when you help others, help them any way you can. And the one good thing that I remember about my grandmother, even now, she helps so many people, my cousins, my great cousins. She raised so many different generations. She raised her brothers and sisters. You know, my great-grandmother, which was my grandmother's mother, died when my grandmother was a teenager, you know, from um, pneumonia. So that was an unexpected death for my grandmother. And she had to grow up fast and, and, and help raise all her siblings, you know. So she was raising kids and looking after people from the time she was a teen to, mm. you know, till she had her own children, which was my uncle, my mom, and, you know, my aunt. And then it went from her grandchildren, which was us, myself, you know, my sister, my cousins. And then it went from her raising, you know, at the time, my great aunt, when, when she passed, she took on my cousin, you know, she took him in. He was about to go into a foster care setting. She took him in. It was the same scenario with another one of my great cousins. She took a lot of people in. She helped a lot of people, you know, um, and that's a forever. And the reason why she was able to do that, because she she held on to very good jobs. You know, she had a very good job where she could she worked very hard you know she built herself up 
and she was able to be able to afford a lifestyle to be able to help and look out for her family. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that in terms of my grandmother was the one that helped a lot of people as well. And she was always a worker, like always, like even like when my grandmother no longer could, because she used to, my grandmother used to buy clothes and goods and sell it out in the, um, in Spanish town, um, bus terminus where loads of people bought. And so in Jamaica, we call it higglers. She was like a higgler. And um, I remember for some reason she couldn't do that anymore. I can't remember the details of why. And my grandmother just couldn't sit down and not do anything. So when my mom built the shop for her to sell, that brought her so much joy. And you'd think after she had the stroke and became disabled, she would stop. She didn't. Even with her disability, she still, she woke up every day because she wanted to sell. Like working just gave her some sort of purpose and I, and I really loved that about her and my grandmother helped a lot of people and the biggest shocking thing for me I would say which blew me away when I went to Jamaica to bury my grandmother was when I went Lucia the amount of people that told me stories of how my grandmother helped them that she didn't tell anybody like I had a woman come up to me and said you know when I was 16 and I got pregnant and my mom kicked me out your grandmother let me sleep on her floor I had a guy literally five months before my grandmother died. He was living with his family. His, he was living with like his cousins and his aunts. His mum was in the States. Him and his cousins and aunts got into a massive verbal altercation or whatever it was. And they kicked him out. He was homeless. His mum in America was wanted, needed to put some money together to give him his deposit to rent his own place. So he didn't have anywhere to go. My grandmother took him in for a month or so until his mum could send the money for him to get his own place. You know, when my grandma died, the woman booked a ticket and flew from America to come to my grandmother's funeral. She said, I will never forget what your grandmother did for my son because she doesn't she didn't have to do it. She wasn't related to us. She she just at the goodness of her heart helped him. And I had so many other people go, oh, you know, your grandmother did this. She bought this for me. She did this for my kids. Even some of the younger ones that are my age out there that's got two to three kids. Obviously, the community is a poor area. Some of them can't afford to buy food for their kids. My grandmother would give them stuff and get them to pay her back two weeks later when they've got come come into a bit of money. She was so selfless. And I knew she was for our family. But I didn't know the extent of how selfless she was for everyone else. Yes. And it yes. blew my mind. Yeah, similar situations. You'd be surprised how many people in our neighborhood that my grandmother helped. I mean, respectfully, she was one of those who, as I said, was afforded where she had a good, you know, very good job, you know. And... um yeah, she helped a lot of people in our neighborhoods, you know, who families or moms behind the scenes may have parents or may have been struggling and needed that extra help. She 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 stepped up and 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 put out, you know. And as you said, we never knew it. We never knew it. She never talked about it, you know. She never bragged about what she did for people. She just did it because that's just a part of who she was, you know. But as when you when you notice when people uh, 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 pass on, you start hearing many many stories that you would you could, wouldn't believe, you know, that make you even admire them even more. As you just mentioned, like wow, you know. Um, but that's what makes them who they are. That's what makes them special and dear to us, because they just have that that special gift about them, you know. Um, that is unmatched you know there's something about that generation of women that black women that they just they just got this strength and they just understood that they needed to hold the family down and i think they understood that a lot of the world was against us especially the men you know going out there in the world racism all the stuff that they have to deal with and the the black women just understand i need to hold my family down and and they did they 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 support they and they always wanted their kids to do better than them and I, that's why i think my mom my grandmother raised me and my brother and said to my mom go to england sort yourself out get yourself on track and send for your kids and it it's it's amazing it really it really really is i really appreciated um my grandmother for that for sure um tell me something you learned about your grandmother that you found out from someone else after she had died i mean i kind of just answered my question in terms of that is there anything you found out about her that kind of made you go wow i didn't know that let me see since she died I can go first. Actually, I just thought of something I found out after she died. I found out my grandmother's wedding was in the newspaper in Jamaica. Oh, 
Is it? To my granddad, yeah. I didn't know that. My, my cousin, one of my older cousins, my mom's first cousin told me. Um, I knew she used to mention that she knew people of, of the Black Panther Party, mm. but I didn't know how deep it was. Um, and, you know, as they said back in America, the Black, what they would call cowboys, you know, um, that, that generation. I didn't know how deep it was. So my grandmother, I guess, it, she was a rebel in her days as well, you know, um, and a revolutionist, as we would say, you know. Um, so, yeah, I've, had, I've now had the pleasure to know how much involved she was with the, the Black Panther Party that I didn't know. I knew she knew of those who, but that's certain things that people don't really discuss because it was such a, you know, time in those times where you didn't really talk about those things. But, you know, when you get people who knew, who that know, they they educate you on, you know, um, certain things. Um, yeah, and it's just now that I'm learning that, yeah, she was actually really a part of the Black Panther Party. And I wasn't really, so I guess that's where I admire that sense of strength, you know, that fight in her, you know, that's a, that's Arab, you know, admirable. Yeah. How, how has a, how did her death impact you? Like how, mm. how, how, how deep did it impact you when she died? I mean, it still impacts me. It hasn't stopped, you know. Um, it's, 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 it, you know, it happened December 16th, Christmas time. Um, well, right around Christmas time. Um, it impacted me a lot because, you know, um, I, the day she actually went into hospital, me and my husband was going to house viewing, you know. And I hadn't really, you know, for me, I'm usually a type of person. I don't really talk about how much when I'm doing something. I just want to make sure I'm in trying to get my plans together. But she was somebody that I, when I went, I wanted to tell her, you know, I went to go see this house, but I never got the chance to tell her because when, when the day I went for the viewing for the, my actual house that I want up purchasing it's just surreal how it all fell into place um i never got a chance to tell her that i went to see the home and i felt like then that that was the home you know i just had a spirit in me that that was the home unfortunately 11 days later she passed away um so i never really got to share with her um me buying that home um, the house was the house I'm in now is number 11. She passed away 11 days later. And from that time, since she passed, I, for some reason, the number 11 just kept coming to me, you know, in any, every way just kept coming to me, which, you know, on a spiritual level or different levels, they say that that's the angel number, you know, probably wouldn't believe it, but to talk about my own personal situation it's it's real, you know. Um, and as you state, how does it impact me? It impacts me every day, you know. Um, the crazy thing is I'm one of the ones who also, I didn't know how much I looked. I knew I looked like my grandma who resembled her. But now as all these uh, memories of pictures are coming up and me seeing all the pictures of my grandmother when she was young, because she... She shared them, but we didn't really get to see the deep ends of from her childhood to her youth to her, you know. And I'm just looking at these pictures and I'm like, wow, I really look like a spitting image of my grandmother, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, her, her loss is something for me. Um, I know they say time heals all wounds. It, 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 it uh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to, uh, what's the word, accept it, you know. I guess it's just as time goes on, it's more I'm coping in a better sense. Her, her, 
her physical presence will always be missed. You know, that's something for me that every day is hard. You know, sometimes you just want to pick up the phone and just hear her on the the, the receiving end. I just want to hear her say, you know, hey, Chia, you know, and me sit on the phone and just her, you know, talk shit about the family and me just crack up and laugh or her complain about who got on her nerves today or, you know, her just, you know, just vent and us just talk and just laugh or, you know, so those are those are the moments that I I I, I miss. Um, the one thing I can say, I know for a fact is I have no regrets. I know I made my grandmother proud in every way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lifestyle that I chose for myself, as she would always instill into me, stay a lady at all times. You know. And, you know, I try to model that with not only myself, but now with my daughter, you know, to keep that that um, going in the family. Um, and now it's just, you know, as time, as I went back to New York, I got to spend a lot of time and reminisce with me and my mom, you know, and just, you know, it's a healing process for all of us because it was so unexpected, you know. I guess in a lot of ways, you always think, like, they always going to be here. You never really picture them not going to be here, you know. And that in itself is a different pill to swallow. And I think for me, when I went back to New York to walk in her home, and not see her there, that's when the reality set in for me. Um, That's what was missing. That was what the void was. I needed to face that reality. Um, Not so much to give closure, but I I can admit that there has been a a weight lifted for me to go face that Um, because there was a a weight on my shoulders in, in better terms and it, I was feeling very heavy, you know. Um, now I guess I'm in a just in a, in a stage where I had to take some me time because I'm always working and I'm always putting other things first. You know, even when my grandmother passed, just to be frank, I was working and I was just tunnel vision and working and not really processing the death, you know. Um, you, you and I both work in a heavy industry of care and, you know... At the time, it was a pandemic and managing a a team, you know, managing uh, uh, clients, service users. And with the field that we work in, mental health, that's a heavy field to deal with. Mm -hmm. When you're grieving, you know, um, it's even more heavier, you know. And at times I felt like I was there and I was taking on everything for everybody else but there was no one to lift the weight off of me. And even in my personal family, I couldn't really grieve at the time. I was kind of being that strong person to be the lending in, you know, the nurturer for everybody else. But my nurturer wasn't here. The one that I go to for the nurturement is wasn't here, which was my grandmother, you know? So to get back to what you say, how do I deal with it? I just take it one day at a time, you know. I try to think there's a lot of so many memories, so many good memories. You know, I had the pleasure of spending a lot of time with my grandmother, you know. Before I transitioned to England, I was her go-to, you know. I spent a lot of time with her. Even when we, we were a family who we were a very close family, we all lived in the same home. And when my mom got married and migrated, I still wanted to stay with grandma. I didn't want to, and you know, because I was just so bondly to her hip, as they would say, you know. So, um, you know, every weekend when she would want to do her er- errands when she retired, she would call me 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning as I'm trying to get a late sleep in, but I'm guaranteed she's calling me. But I'm I'm rushing up to do grandma duties, taking her to Costco's or wherever she wants to go. That was our thing on the weekends, you know, um, spending time with her. So um, 
you know, those are my fond memories. The love of music that even, you know, it's funny because me and my great aunt, we laughed. They used to have like a CD uh, club, Colombian something house, where she would order all these CDs of the latest art, R&B artists. And my grandmother would have all the different soundtracks. And she was the music house. So I would say she kind of initiated where I guess we had that love for music. It came from her, you know. Um, she was the entertainment house, you know. She was, um, we had good entertainment parties for the for the community in itself. Everybody loved coming over. You know, even speaking now, my friends called my grandmother grandma. You know, she was not only my grandmother, she was grandma to others, you know. She impacted others in her own special way, you know. But, um, yeah, it's just that, that as I, just to answer your question, I, it's just one day at a time. It is. Yeah, I think there's no roadmap to, to healing or roadmap to grieving. It's, it is literally one day at a time, as you said. And I do agree with you when you talked about the weight being lifted once you went, because I remember when my grandmother initially died, I was in shock and I broke down and I cried and I was devastated, but it really hadn't fully hit me until I went for her funeral. And then I stepped into the house that first day when I landed and she wasn't sitting in that chair because the chair was still there. And I literally just burst into tears because I'm just like, this is the first time I'm actually coming to Jamaica since I've been alive and not seen my grandmother in this house. Because the house, my grandmother, I was born in my grandmother's house. Like I, I was live, I've lived in that house since birth. So that's the only place I've always known in Jamaica to ever live. And going back and not seeing her that first time was really, 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 really tough to process. And yeah, I broke down. And I think to I think to myself, oh my God, if I'm feeling this way and she's my grandmother, I can't even imagine how my mom's feeling. And I think one positive thing that came after my grandmother died is because of the impact of how it hit my family and hit me and my mom. Me and my mom have made a, an agreement that we're just going to make more effort to spend time together. So like me and my mom have agreed every year we're going to do a holiday together. And it's literally just me and her for like four or five days, somewhere nice. And we just bond because I want to make sure that touch wood, God forbid. And I mean, we're humans, it's going to happen eventually. But when my mom gets to a really old age and she passes, I can look back and say, oh my God. I've done so much with my mom. I've done so much with her because I felt like I didn't do a lot with my grandmother. And unfortunately, that was due to the fact that I lived here. And then I, I left there when I was super young and I didn't go back till I was 18. So I don't have that much memories apart from the zero to nine age group gap. I don't have that much memories with my grandmother. So I definitely want to be able to create a lot more memories with my mom. And I'm glad I'm in the same country as my mom because obviously, unfortunately, my mom lived away from her mother. Um, so I want to be able to see mom as have as much fun and spend more, more, a lot of time with my mom. And that came about, I would definitely say, as a result of my grandmother's death. I, I appreciate my mom more and I'm showing her more now that I appreciate her as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I had the pleasure of having 38 years of memories, everlasting memories with my grandmother. I think when I went, you know, when I went back home this last time, I mean, just New York didn't feel the same to me, you know, and that's, you know, it, it took a lot for me, even going up to the day when I went to my grandmother's home, it took a lot for me to build myself because a part of me wasn't really ready to deal with that reality that she wasn't going to be there, you know, but, um, I had to face it. It was a tough pill to swallow. Um, New York doesn't feel the same to me because for what, 40, almost nearly 30, 40, 38 years, she was my New York, you know, that's all I knew. So it is, it's definitely a void you know, it's, it, it feels different. Um, uh, she was my safe place. So for me, as I was saying to my peers, um, my f good friends, is that a part of me doesn't, you know, I even said to my family, I don't even know if I want to return back because that's so much of the heavy void that I feel, you know, it just... It feels different, you know, but I still have my mom there, 
you know. I mean, the positive thing about it is, as you just stated, because of this, I've I've now made the more more of an effort to check on my check in on my mom more regularly. You know, sometimes we get caught up in our lifestyles per se. You know, um, where we just get caught up. But now I make it a a a, 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 a responsibility, a necessity that I need to check on my mom. So I give schedules regularly, you know, um, just to check in on her, see how things is, video call her, you know, and make that time just for her. Um, spent time with her, you know, which it was a good thing for her to see me because it had been three years, you know. Um, yeah, because I had, it had been three years since they all see me. And it wasn't just, as I said, I kind of not even realizing, not taking the matriarch because I'm not old enough, but I've kind of, in a roundabout way, unbeknown, taken that leadership role in my family. Is that my mom? When I came, I was so shocked of how much my presence gave people in my family a sense of peace or a sense of calm, you know, um, so with that being said, I'm just going to not just make it a, a necessity to check in and just see how, you know, that immediate family's doing because I can bring, I bring them peace in the roundabout way, which I didn't realize that I do, but I do. That's really, know? really good. Was there, if, if, if you're, if you could have one last conversation with your grandmother, what would you say to her if you could say one last thing to her what one last thing would you want her to know um that's kind of tough you know um Mm -hmm. the night before i got the phone call um that my grandmother's health was deteriorating. You know, I remember saying to my sister, what, you know, I just spoke to us, you know, what are you talking about? That can't be right, you know? And I remember saying to my sister, "Um, put me on the phone with her because I need to talk to her. You know, I want to talk to her. And I guess my last thing would have been to say, like, Grandma pushed through. Don't give up. I just feel like she was tired. You know, if I replay the last conversation I had with her, if I'll be totally honest, I've seen a sense of fatigue and tiredness in her eyes. It's... That's my last vision of my grandmother. She looked um, like she had given up, you know, even though she was kind of her somewhat spunky self, there was just something about those eyes that just looked different to me, you know. But I, I would have, that would have been my last words to her is fight. Cause we fighters. That's what. That's all we knew how to do. But maybe it gets to a point where sometimes you get tired of fighting, and that's okay too, you know, in a sense. But I just feel like she had more, 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 more time, you know. I think the last thing I would say to my grandmother, if I could have one last conversation with her, I would tell her thank you for everything. Mm. I think that's what I would say to her. Thank you for everything you've done for me and. I am the man today, the man who I am today, hugely because of you. So that's what I would say to her. Thank you for everything you've done for me and thank you for everything you've done for the family. And you'll and I would tell her as well that her legacy will never be undone. The one thing also, I remember when we had um, our conversations and I told her, um, you know, if anything ever happened to you, don't worry about me. You know, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be sad, but eventually I'm going to be okay. 
you know, if anybody, you, she should know she don't never have to worry about me because I'm going to be okay, you know, in the, in the sense of making it through, through, through life, you know, um, and honestly speaking, I am okay. Um, I was able to purchase my home, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a very big accomplishment, you know, um, I'm doing well for myself, you know, you are indeed, um, there's no regrets, um, and as you know, when you say what you just said is is true, but she knew that because I said that to her on a daily. Um, that I am who I am because of her. You know, I am, I am, and I now that I'm older now, I see it so much now, evident before. You know, I find myself funny enough. I find myself now just doing certain things that she would do i'm like now into these reality tv shows with the um like the renovating your homes or the and i'm just like this is stuff i remember sitting with my grandmother and saying why are you watching these shows but now for some reason i'm really like into these shows and this is stuff that she loved to do you know and you know so as i said she's within me you know believe it or not um, and yeah, even how I just decorate and renovate my home, you know, I can hear her voice and we, we got so much similar tastes in a lot of ways, you know, I just see similarities, but, um, as far as, you know, she raised a phenomenal woman, you know? women because it's not just about me it was it's it's not just me it's many of us you know whose lives she's touched as far as the female trail within the family and um the same thing with with the males and in my family Mm -hmm. but yeah definitely and lastly what advice would you give someone who's lost a loved one what advice, and they're grieving at the moment, what advice would you give them? Take your time, you know. Um, (laughs) I remember a colleague, um, it wasn't actually directed personally towards me. It had to actually do with a client. When I lost my grandmother, we had a client who actually lost their grandparent, which they happened to be taking it very hard, you know. And believe it or not, there were times when I was was taking it hard, but people just didn't know, you know, because I compelled myself. But if I went upstairs in the staff room, I could be in the bathroom breaking down Mm. and nobody know. You know, and just getting back to the part where the colleague said, oh, well, he's still grieving. He should be over it by now. And I kind of looked at him and I'm just like, are you serious? So I would say for any grieving person, um, take the time that you need, you know, for me. As I just stated early on, I was putting everything first, but myself, my kind of grieving was on a back burner in a sense, because I was just working and pushing through. But sometimes you need a reset, you know, and it doesn't make you weak, you know, is, 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 as they say in our field, you know, it's okay not to be okay. You know, it's generic when somebody says, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, mm-hmm. it's okay to say, no, today's not, it's not, I'm not okay. You know? So for a grieving person, I would say it's one day at a time, you know, shower yourself with those memories of them 
Um, I can only speak from my personal experience. Um, The void is always there, but day by day, I feel like I'm more able to cope, you know. Um, But the memories are installed in me, you know, within my heart, within my mind. She's everywhere, you know. So you got to have a good support system, you know. Definitely. Um, where you can, sometimes you just want to go to those where you can just vent. And if you need to cry, you cry. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Um, if you hurt and you hurt and if you don't want to be bothered, you don't want to be bothered. You know, sometimes I get like that. I don't want to be bothered, you know, nothing personal, but I just shut down. That's my form of my grieving, you know, or sometimes where I like to do things that I like. I like to eat. I'm a foodie. So I like to go to restaurants. That's those are things that uplift me, you know, to bring me out of that funk or to do things that I like to do, you know, whether it's interior decorating, shopping, you know, whatever is your of interest, you know, everybody's going to handle their grieving in different ways, you know, um, anybody that you lost is going to impact you in different ways, you know, um, so it's up to you how you deal with it. You know, you have your moments where you just go through the stages of grieving and some, I would say to educate yourself on what the stages of grief, grief are, because you will go through them. And I'm slowly but surely going around that cycle, you know. Um, I can honestly now say that now being able to face that reality, that I've accepted it, you know, before I didn't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've accepted it now. And now that real now I'm dealing with the reality that okay, she's not here. The fact that I had to go to her grave site and see it with my own two eyes. This is real. It's not a dream. This is reality. But um yeah. Yeah, and uh, just to add to that as well, um, one advice I would also recommend as well, if you're really, really struggling, go to bereavement counselling. It really, really helps, and they give you the equipments and tools you need just to process it. That's all they do, because as we've said before, there's no roadmap to navigating grief, but if you can get the tools in how to process it and allow yourself to grieve and just allow yourself to go through the motion and work through it, that's one of the best things um, anyone can do for themselves. And I want to just end it by saying, um, I salute my grandmother. I salute Lucia's grandmother. I salute that generation of women, that generation of phenomenal women who had to go through um, the tail end of slavery. Like when your grandmother was born, segregation wasn't, um, segregation laws were still in place. When my grandmother was born, Jamaica was still colonized by the British. My grandmother witnessed Jamaica's independence when she was a teenager. So we've got our we've got that generation coming out of um enslavement and and um Jim Crow era moving yeah. into now generation and they paved the way for us and those are the reasons why they had to be strong for us. So for anyone who's lost their grandmother or even if your grandmother's still alive salute them because mm-hmm. those women are the trendsetters yeah it's rare it's rare and if you do i would recommend if you do still have your grandparents because it could be a grandfather as well you know get that knowledge from them get that seed you know because believe it or not that seed will last forever you know Get that, get that, just, just, it's like a sponge, soak it up, spend as much time with them as you can, you know, if I don't have anything, the one thing I have is the amount of time and the amount of memories I had with her, 38, 
year, eight years of, of memories is a long time, you know, that I cherish. Some people don't get to have relationships with their grandparents, you know. Um, but I was fortunate enough too, and 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 I'm 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 proud to say that you know she was definitely she's definitely left a permanent forever mark in my heart. She she will always have that special place. I know for a fact I don't, I will never in this lifetime in my lifetime meet anyone like her. I can and say the same. That's for me. That's what hurts. You know, yes, hurts. Yeah, I want to say thank you so much for joining me, Lucia. Thank you for sharing your experience and sharing your story um, with the world. I'm sure there's someone out there that can hear your experience and can relate to it as well as mine as well. And this podcast was literally just a love letter um, to our grandmothers. Um, we just want to put it out there and and share their legacy with the rest of the world because. There are two women that should never, ever be forgotten. Thank you so much for joining me, Lucia. Thank you. Thank you. At the end of this video, guys, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe, rate the podcast, and also leave a review. These are things that will definitely help more people to know about us.